These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. This is the Funniest People I Know podcast, coming to you live from the Georgia... We're not live. <sighs> We're not live. Well... This is... I'm so, I, maybe I should look up the definition of that word. Yes. We are recording to you live from the... No, Hub still wrong. ...public library building. Not public library building. We have a it's few okay. ASMR listeners that we'd like to pay special tribute to today. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear me rolling my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast. I'm here in the studio with three of the most talented comedians in Atlanta. Who's in the studio? Well, TJ's about to fall out of his chair. <laughs> <laughs> Help, I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on there? Alert, alert. <laughs> you know... When we started recording, TJ had been desecrating an orange. Uh-huh. Mm. He has since eaten that said orange. I was hungry. That used to be mine. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, you didn't say it was yours. Yes, he did. Yeah, y'all were like, whose orange is that? Well, he said it was mine. You said whose orange yeah. is There's it? actually yeah. a restaurant <laughs> that has a lunch special that I love to go to in this town. And George, you and I have been there before. Uh. You get a soup and sandwich for however much. And then they're like, would you like a bread roll? And you think, yeah, I'll take that. Mm. And then you also get a cookie, mm -hmm. and mm. you get a piece of fruit. And a piece of fruit. Wow. You get lunch and snacks for a weekend. <gasps> nice. Is it Panera? No, yeah. it's oh goodness uh -oh. me. This would this is this is Panera. It puts Panera to shame. Yeah. Mm. This is Panera as it should have been. Well, I mean, oh, why okay. are we being discreet? We can give them a shout out. We like them. Don't you we? used to say they don't give us money. Uh, no, but they do. They've oh. been very nice to me. They've given me free food before. I oh, love yeah. Super Jenny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. We right. love Super Jenny. This is not what I plan to talk about, but I went on my lunch break because uh -huh. I work mm -hmm. near Super Jenny. Next to Super Jenny is this strip of field, and okay. dirt lot. There's a man there called Farmer Jeff, mm. who mm. Super Jenny pays to grow produce. I don't think Shout many people Jeff. stop and talk to Farmer Jeff. Because I went over there on my lunch hour just thinking, oh, it's a nice day. I'll take a wander around the garden. And Farmer Jeff explained every plant to me <laughs> in detail. And it was really amazing. Except I'm looking at my watch like, oh, gosh, I have 2 o'clock. <laughs> you would be late to work from lunch. We're talking to a farmer <laughs> about what he grows. It seems like a real will thing. He was late from lunch because he's taking a sweet-ass time. But you're <laughs> talking to farmers. <laughs> TJ's tindering at Starbucks. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, really great place. So if you live in Atlanta or if you don't, come visit us. Go to Super Jenny. Really, really cool restaurant. We didn't come here to talk about Super mm -hmm. Jenny. We came here to talk about Kevin Costner. No, I don't know if we came here to talk about Kevin Costner either. <laughs> why are we talking about Kevin Costner? What year is it? Right. I honestly don't know why Kevin has been in my thoughts lately. <laughs> okay. I don't know what it means when you're in a Kevin Costner place. I was at work today, and I had the urge to listen to Rod Stewart. Mm -hmm. And I said to my colleague, what does it mean when you're in a Rod Stewart place? That you're she... a housewife in 1993. <laughs> <laughs> that, or she looks over at me and she said, I think it means you've given up. <laughs> Same. 
So if you're rolling um, down Gasoline Alley, Kevin Costner is often cast <laughs> in. Okay. I'm not going to lie. You guys are going to have to introduce me to some. I'm familiar with who Rod Stewart is, but yeah. The, yeah. the music. He only has two songs you need to know. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I'll. Um, One is Gasoline Alley. I've been kind of preparing my whole life for this moment. Okay. If I listen long enough to you. I'd find a way to believe that it's all true. He's the kind of guy that you go, who gave him a record deal? I got you. Rod mm-hmm. Stewart here? Wow. Right? Wow. We oh have my. Rod Stewart in studio today. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh. There's this drunk guy in Asheville that kind of looks like Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. except he's an alcoholic, and he goes into bars with his friend, and his friend goes... See that guy over there? That's Rod Stewart. And they give him free drinks. Wow. And this sort of Rod Stewart. And yet, what a great ploy, you know? (laughs) TJ, we should do that with you and tell people Elmo's in the bar. Hi, everybody. No, I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Is that that a young Art Garfunkel over there? (laughs) Hi, everybody. Am I I doing it? Yeah. (laughs) Nobody knows what Art Garfunkel sounds like when he talks. (laughs) I think Kevin Costner is a hack. Okay. Wow. Elaborate. He's always cast in great movies, which mm-hmm. is why we like him. Mm-hmm. He's in The Bodyguard mm-hmm. with our fave, Whitney Houston, yes. who is so charming in that movie. I want to do a remake of Breakfast at Tiffany's mm. with a Whitney as... It's going to be hard. Yeah. Um, it's you a have fantasy. to use her hologram. <laughs> yeah. It, right. Or that actress on a billboard in Atlanta. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, you know, girl. She's so charming in The Bodyguard. <laughs> and the movie is great because of Whitney's music, because of Whitney. Kevin is just there. He is. Yeah, he's just there. Mm-hmm. You know how you meet someone and you go, oh, that person kind of looks like George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Or they have a very Tina Turner thing going on. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Kevin looks like nobody. No. <laughs> oh, and- Kevin Costner is not an attractive man. He is a hopelessly less than average looking human being. Yeah. Also... Main beef, he's always cast as characters with accents. For example, <laughs> Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. All the other characters, Hi, Robin! Prince John's taxes are ridiculous! Yes, they are. Please mm-hmm. go to YouTube, yeah. we'll post this link, Okay. and listen to Kevin Costner giving his Rally the Troops speech. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He looks like he just got out of the hospital. <laughs> Please someone shoot Kevin with Narcan, we need to roll that again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> He was Wyatt Earp, okay? Wyatt Earp is one of the most famous cowboys in history. And everyone has a great southern dialect except Kevin Costner. Mm -hmm. He just has a mustache and a hat. That's it. What movie was that? Wyatt Earp. (laughs) That was the name of the film. Never mind. (laughs) I just think, once again, he gets lucky with Mm -hmm. these great scripts. What about Dances with Wolves? Hate him Mm. in that, too? I hate him in that, too. What about Field of Dreams? Oh, Field of Dreams. I'm going to say that I love all these movies, Mm -hmm. but he's not the reason. (laughs) Despite him. Despite him. He fell into these roles that are great (laughs) in these great screenplays. Also, what is his voice? It's nasally, uh-huh. it's kind of a baritone, it's somewhere in between. It's not a pleasant voice to listen to. Yeah. His lips are too big for his face. You are tearing this poor I, man. I just think that if you were a Randy Midwestern lady in 1988, exact. 1992, he's smoldering. Yeah. I look back at this sexy Kevin Costner period thinking, maybe it's just not happening now. And you know what? He's not a has-been. He's a never-was. Oh. Oh. Them's fighting words. Kevin Costner is hopelessly generic. 
<laughs> Cut to Kevin Costner listening to this. Kevin Costner, like, crying by himself, like, eating muffins. <laughs> and this sexy Kevin Costner has a bad 80s haircut that mm-hmm. sort of is the type worn by someone running a Ferris wheel at a carnival. It's the Costner mullet. It's not working. So I just want to give a quick list, because everyone makes lists now, of actors that would have <laughs> yeah. been better in The Bodyguard as the Secret Service guy than Kevin Costner. Okay. okay. Colin Firth. Okay. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Robert De Niro. No. All right. <laughs> I've seen this movie a hundred times. No. What? No. no. Yes. No. I, I just don't see Whitney and Robert De Niro being a couple. I'm rooting. I'm for. not mm. saying that it's a great pair. What I'm saying is that these would have been better choices than Kevin Costner. I'm telling you, I disagree. Keep going. All right. <laughs> All right. This is a good one. You'll like this. Yeah. For real. I'm not being funny. Uh-huh. Joe Pesci. No. I'm sorry, like, do, Will. Do you know how hot Whitney is? This is not a smash on Whitney. This is a smash on Costner. I love Yeah, but Whitney. if you want Whitney to smash with his bodyguard, make him hot. Mm, yeah. This is why nobody's asked you to cast bodyguard. <laughs> Famously why you don't cast Woody Harrelson. Okay. We're he, closer. That's yeah. a little bit more in the ballpark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we like Woody Harrelson? And he kind of gives the essence of what this non-assuming but down for Rachel. What was her character's name? He was everything that Kevin Costner is that you've mentioned, unassuming, <laughs> weird voice, but he was always there for Rachel. All right, I get that. I got two more. Paul Newman. He would have been way too old. <laughs> yeah. no, he could have played Rachel's bodyguard's grandfather. Well, I think older Paul Newman would have been better than Costner. <laughs> okay. Let's keep our eye on the pie. Okay. And my final actor would have been better than Costner, Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Once again. <laughs> Wait, that might could have worked. I also want to add Bernard the Elf from the Santa Claus, whoever that guy is. <gasps> oh, I loved him. Great. That's I mean, the biggest crush on him when I was Classic, a kid. classic. So what movie are we talking about? The Bodyguard? Oh, okay. Have well, you seen it? No. <laughs> Sorry. It's actually a great movie. It's amazing. Oh, really? We're watching it. Oh, yeah. That's your blind spot. Oh, okay. Folks, if you have strong thoughts about Kevin Costner, you can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Dude, I think next time we're recording, you need to bring your own bodyguard because Kevin Costner can come busting in through exactly. that window and whoop your ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the one thing I think he can do. I think he could still take you in a fight. Ooh, I'd watch that. I don't know. At this age, I don't know. you're only 30. I'm sure you could fight him a little bit. <laughs> Hey, I ride my bike to work each day. (laughs) Kevin trained to be the bodyguard, okay? Yeah, he can throw knives in a movie. He doesn't do anything but breathe heavily and look pensive. That's hard to do. TJ would have been a better bodyguard in that movie than Kevin Costner. (laughs) (laughs) Again, TJ and Whitney. You can't tell, but he He looks pensive. So pensive. Actually, his At face kind of looks like Woody Harrelson when he's thinking in a movie. I was going to say, this is giving me a little Robert De Niro yeah, like, yeah, on this side. You know. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Oh, oh wow, the face is oh amazing. That's the best impression I've ever seen you do. You're my Italian restaurant. A little... Excellent. TJ, you have to be De Niro for Halloween. You will. You might have facial spasms after making that face all Right. Wait, if your mom is right and it sticks that way. As a sketch writer, we're always trying to find a way to say it shorter. As a sketch writer, I'm always trying to find... (laughs) I get why that's funny. As a sketch writer, I'm always trying to find a way to say it shorter, faster, funnier. Mm -hmm. Well, I think movie descriptions are way too long. I think Mm -hmm. you're right about that. Um, They give away too much, too. Yeah. In other words, I want a short log line that is super simple, that gives me the gist. Mm -hmm. So I've taken movies that are super popular. Okay. 
and I've rewritten the log line okay. to what I think it's about in its simplest terms. Uh-huh. And then you guys see if you can guess what movie. These are yeah. any movies or only Costner movies? I'm over Costner. I can Everyone's only spend so much time hating that man. <laughs> yeah. He had a lot of hate, Will. I know, you could have just not thought of him like the rest of us and moved on with your life. I really have not that strong of an opinion. <laughs> no one does. Like, literally no one's thought of him in 20 years. I wanted to contribute to the conversation, but I was like, I don't know. <laughs> All right, check it out. These are movie synopsis based on my short, oversimplified <laughs> movie synopsis. Okay. An Alabama man waits for the bus. Oh, poor scum. Good yeah. one. Cold boat ride. Titanic? Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really all it is. It's just fun. It's chilly. <laughs> We're on a boat. There's 20 more of these. Enough said. Motown Nun. Oh, Sister Act. Sister Act. <laughs> Back again. She's, She's always one. with us. Oh. Most preferred thing on this show. <laughs> yeah. Hallucinatory Yellow Walk. Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Mmm. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Where are you, Ryan? Same Pride Ryan. Beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. Weird British Nanny. Mary Poppins? Good. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Both acceptable answers. I doubt, but yes. Biracial football. The Blind Side? Radio. I thought about The Blind Side, but no, not the movie I'm thinking of. <laughs> oh. Radio with, like, Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Get out, TJ. That is more, like, obscure than everything Will has complained about. Talking about that oh movie God. with Denzel? Yeah. We are the oh, Titans. Titans. Remember yeah. the Titans. Remember the Titans. Yep, got it. yep. <laughs> Sad fishing trip? My childhood? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. Oh, this is dying. Oh, Jaws. Good guess, but no. Think less horror, more sad. Life of Pi? Disaster film. Titanic? <laughs> well, they weren't especially fishing. Mm. The fishing is important. Gosh, I don't know. Do you give up? Yeah. The Perfect Storm. Oh, mm, yeah. That really? was a sad fishing story. I've Just a sad that. fishing trip. Is that with Tom Hanks? Everything goes wrong. Mm. George Clooney. Oh. Uh. Big fat marshmallow. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh. Carol is a bad waitress. Carol, Carol is, is a, a bad, bad waitress. waitress. When Harry met Sally? No. Was that close? Ish. No, ish. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm stumped. As good as it gets. Mm. What's oh, that? Gosh, that's Hunt's really name? obscure. With yeah. Jack Nicholson, where he has OCD. She's such a mean waitress. I thought she's a nice waitress. Eventually. He deserved all of that mm-hmm. heat. To be mm-hmm. fair, he's kind of a jerk. He's a colossal pain in the ass. I, I, I would have stabbed him with one of the Can we forks. watch that one? That was a fun movie. I actually love that movie. Okay. Civil War deserter finds a pet. Gone with the wind. <laughs> Civil War? I'll oh, give yeah. you a hint. Kevin Costner. Dances with wolves. <laughs> yeah. uh, he calls the wolf two socks. Cute. And this final one is a series. Uncomfortable musical chairs. Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. yay, TJ. <laughs> Bring it. Nice job, TJ. Thank you. Beow, beow, beow. What was my prize? Oh. The high five. I'll take it. Well, TJ, since you've won, you get to help us tackle a big problem. Dang it. Yes. George and I have been so worried about this. Alexandria in the yurt was bringing it up. What are we going to do about climate change? Oddly well, enough, some of our listeners want to hear from you. Well, while you were doing the intro, I came up with five. Um, <laughs> so, five solutions. Right. TJ's solutions for climate change. Here we go. You know how cows are destroying the ozone layer with their farts? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bino. <laughs> so, and the yes. cow food. Brilliant. Yeah. Bino for cows. I like it. Exactly. 
Also, you know how everyone's driving these cars and gas and mm-hmm. is going. Or yeah, yes, and we know what cars are. Right. <laughs> so let's just go back to riding horses. They're fun. <laughs> okay. And we get horses. Bring yeah. back yeah. cowboys. Hasht- I love this. Hashtag native fossil fuels. Do we, do we have to wear all those outfits? Yes. Uh, riding boots are cute, though. You know how I feel about chaps. Mm-hmm. I'd like to wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> what else? The ocean is in a toilet, and we just can't throw anything we want into it and flush it down. No littering? Is that like don't pee in the ocean? Because, you know, mermaids poop in the ocean. Oh. Okay. They don't have a choice. I'm back yeah. to the drawing board in that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Needs um, more research. Also, grocery stores and just like regular stores use plastic bags. Yeah. It should be illegal. If you don't bring your own bags, you have to carry everything in your arms. <laughs> I agree. through the parking lot. I bring my own bags. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a reusable bag lady. Hell yeah. Right. Okay. Chris uses them as a suitcase. It's embarrassing. <laughs> right. <laughs> On the end of a stick. <laughs> like he's going to ride a train out of town. Can I continue? <laughs> <laughs> I just have like one more. If you must. Right. Go okay. ahead, TJ. Start a recycling incentive program. For every pound you recycle, you receive 10 points. What points. can you redeem with points? Right. I don't know. I ain't got that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bouncy balls and parachute men like at an arcade? Um, oh, something awesome. that's biodegradable, preferably. Slinkies? No, they're not biodegradable. <laughs> Erasers? Mm, still not. No. Oh, it should be like Tootsie's when you go to Mr. Gaddy's. Those, What's Mr. Gaddy's? It's the arcade place. After you play all the games mm-hmm. and you get your points, yeah. and you have the pizza and stuff, but they have the Slinkies, but they would have these Tootsie's and they were only five cents a ticket or five points. You could be really bad at skee-ball and still get a Tootsie. Yes. <laughs> it also sounds like that guy that your mom warned you about when you were a child. You know, don't go to Mr. Gaddy's house. <laughs> John Inslee? Like, why? <laughs> oh, you just don't. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. I think we've all seen why you should uh-huh. not be on that committee. Yeah, well, Are you kidding me? I think he would solve more problems than I, most I like that right better. Now. People love points. He's yeah. a bit more qualified than Ben Carson is for his position. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, TJ. I'm so glad you're on the case. You're welcome. Keep it up. We want to hear more from you solving major world crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Folks, we do a lot about writing on this show because we're all writers. But Alexandria is an actress. I am. A very talented actress. <laughs> We've done Writer's Graveyard to talk about our failures as writers. And you've got an actor's graveyard piece, right? Yes, I do. Looking back at my life and looking at my choices, you have to reflect. We've been talking about my artist journey, and I thought about pieces or monologues or scenes that just may not have worked for me. It drew me back to my college days. Anyone that's gone to college for anything knows that you have to apply for things. And then if you've gone to college for theater, there's all the acting SETCs, NETCs, UPTAs, all these auditions and stuff. Yeah, where in one fell swoop, you can audition for 30, 50. They call them cattle calls. It's a miserable experience. It's horrible. You're just herded in with a bunch of people. You're nothing but a number. The idea is to go in and present the best possible version of yourself. The whole idea with auditioning is you want to present something that represents you, but show that you have range. For myself, I thought it was appropriate for me to do Rose's monologue from August Wilson's play, Fences. (laughs) Oh, gosh. How old were you? I was a smooth 23 at the time. (laughs) Rose is at least mid-40s. At least. 50. This is a hard-hitting, dramatic play. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, you're auditioning for Cinderella. Musical theater, (laughs) amusement park fair, that sort of thing. And I just... 
thought it was so appropriate. I was a black girl in the very white theater community, and I just was like, I had to do monologues for black people. It didn't occur to me that she might want to match my age range or type that I could play at the time. It was just the first monologue by a black woman she knew. Yeah, or my professor knew. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well take the compliments. You and Viola, right? Right. That's yeah. what I thought. That's how I took it at the time. Well, oh. When we first talked about this, I said, you know, your drama teacher probably just Googled black playwrights. <laughs> right. And August yeah. Wilson was the first one that came up. Mm-hmm. And we Googled black playwrights. And August Wilson. Was the first one. <laughs> it's like the first one. It's probably the only one America knows. There's several. I thought it would be fun to revisit this monologue and read it and share it with you guys and see what you think. Mind you, now I'm only 32, so still not quite appropriate, but we'll see. Gabby, the director. Mm-hmm. Next up, we have Alexandria Sweet. Mispronounced. <laughs> That's how they do it. This is true. Okay. Welcome to Showbiz, kid. <laughs> and it's called Alexandra. It doesn't matter unless it's on a billboard, honey. <laughs> Not Instagram about it. Okay. Hi, I'm Alexandria Sweat. Rose Fences. We're not talking about baseball. We're talking about you going out to lay in bed with another woman and then bring it home to me. That's what we're talking about. I've been standing with you. I've been right here with you, Troy. I got a life, too. I gave 18 years of my life to stand in the same spot with you. Don't you think I ever wanted other things? Don't you think I had dreams and hope? What about my life? What about me? Don't you think it ever crossed my mind to want to know other men? That I wanted to lay up somewhere and forget about my responsibilities. That I wanted someone to make me laugh so that I could feel good. You're not the only one who's got wants and needs, but I held on to you, Troy. I took all of my feelings, my wants, my needs, my dreams, and I buried them inside of you. I planted a seed and watched and prayed over it. I planted myself inside of you and waited to bloom. It didn't take me no 18 years to find out the soil was hard and rocky and it was never going to bloom. But I held on to you, Troy. I held you tighter. You was my husband. It goes on. It's long. It's a long piece. I'm just going to stop here. It was not a good choice. What are the responses you would get from people? My professor loved it. But did I book many things from it? No. No, I didn't. So I think that's the real response. No one liked it. And the 18 years line. I had 18 years of nothing, Will. (laughs) You're like 19. I gave 18 years of my life. First of all, what was I doing? No, I should have been in school during the 18 years. This is a piece that I wouldn't mind revisiting later in 15 years when it may be a bit more age appropriate. Viola Davis has done a wonderful job with it, both on stage and in film. So it's definitely big shoes to fill. But I had to laugh at that and kind of laugh at myself that for many years there in college, I really thought I had an incredibly strong monologue piece. It was strong. And I would pair it against Oscar Wilde, like the importance of being earnest. (laughs) That was my contrasting piece. Yeah, it contrasted all right. The pieces that I learned were so outdated even then, (sighs) which I now know. This monologue I used to do, I would play it really sincerely, but it was Kermit's monologue (laughs) from the original Muppet movie. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) And I would breathe and they would look at me like, like, oh boy, this is going to be sad. And then I would just go, Miss Piggy. <laughs> you didn't do it in the voice? Oh, no, no. Oh. It was weird. Wow. It was Will did, as Kermit. It's so awkward. Did you get any bookings off of it? I got a full time job at Disney World. Oh, wow. Yes! That's awesome. <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> Halfway through, they would get it and they would start laughing. You know, it's, I just, I feel like I've let everybody down. Mm. Gonzo, Fozzie Bear, which at the time was funny. And I got a few hits mm. on it, but I'll never forget when I auditioned for Disney and I did that monologue. At the end of it, he stops and he nods his head and I go, oh, he hated it. And he just goes, great piece, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was obsessed with Grease, so I would mm. sing Kanicki any chance I got. A I had from Kanicki is like a Hallmark card. They care, like, enough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they care enough to send the very best. Uh, yeah. More, more. <laughs> I grew up in Coral Springs, a town that was half Jewish, right? Uh-huh. So, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, everyone loves Fiddler. Grandma <laughs> loves Fiddler. Oh, Timmy, do If I Were a Rich Man. So you see some... It's a classic. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> some prepubescent 13-year-old. If I were a rich man. No, it's Reb Tevia. He's like 60. He has five daughters. You don't have five daughters. You can't get a... Anyways. We were, we were having this conversation earlier about high schools that were do Death of a Salesman or Our Town. <laughs> just like, no, just stop it. Yeah. Like, they should do things that they can yeah. identify with, like High School Musical. Piper Middle School presents Assassins. Yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. Like, stick to the Fantastics yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Jane Eyre. Dawson's oh. Creek episodes. Right. Just, like, that's what they should just give yeah. high school stuff from Riverdale. Just do an yes. episode. Well, then you do. You You'd go to out. college, and then you graduate with these ideals that you're going to do all this great, meaningful theater. And you don't. And you audition <laughs> for High School the Musical 3. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, because you have rent, which is not paid by Fantastic Theater. Oh, my gosh. Sorry to the Fantastic Theater community, but you're not paying anybody's bills. Folks, we're going to close out today's show with a writer's workshop segment. I'm writing a show called Broke and 30 because I am. Oh, <laughs> are you now? You've never mentioned this show. You're certainly <laughs> not forgot. self-promoting. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about this sketch that I invited my good friend Armand Snowden to help us out. Ooh, hey, man. Hey, good welcome to see back. you, buddy. Thanks for, <laughs> hey. Thanks for joining us. This is deductible.pdf. Okay. This yeah. is a sketch from Broken 30. Here we go. We've all got our parts. Take it away, George. Doctor's office. Tim stands at the receptionist counter in the dermatologist's office. Tracy sits behind the desk wearing scrubs. Thank you for visiting Dr. Seller's Dermatology. Your out-of-pocket total today will be $3,426.67. A good one. You nearly gave me a heart attack. I have health insurance through Ambetter. Excellent. This should reduce the cost significantly. Great. Thanks, Obama. Your new total is... $2,985.34. Jesus Christ, that can't be right. I'm with Ambetter. The remaining balance is not covered by insurance. We accept Visa, MasterCard, or cash. I can't afford to pay $3,000. I work at Chili's. We do offer financing at a variable rate between 5 and 36%. This is a sham. A suave, old-timey gentleman, Cary Grant type, puts his arm around Tim to show him the ropes. Settle down, chief. Maybe I can help. Who the hell are you? I'm deductible. You see, I'm the amount you have to pay before the insurance money kicks in. What a stupid concept. Well, I exist so that when you decide to go to the doctor, you have some skin in the game. (laughs) Nothing in this world is free, Tim. But I already pay $400 monthly premium. (laughs) That's right. But without me, insurance companies wouldn't have as much money to spend on commercials. This is bull. I had one tiny wart removed. The good news is deductibles like me only come around once a year. Give me $1,500 right now and I'll be gone till 2020. 
I only have a credit card. That'll do just fine. Remember, nothing in this world is free, Tim. Deductible swipes Tim's card with an Apple Pay device. Whatever. Please leave me alone. Excuse me, ma'am, I just pay my deductible, so we should be good to go. Okay. After your deductible, the new total is $1,485.34. This is ridiculous. I'm going to be homeless. Coinsurance puts her arm around Tim. Intelligent nerdy type. Think a door-to-door insurance salesperson. Perhaps I may be assistance. A moment of your time, please, Tim. What are you supposed to be? I'm coinsurance. <laughs> I represent the percentage of care that you are expected to pay out of pocket. I didn't know insurance worked in percentages. Oh, yes. Without coinsurance <laughs> money, we couldn't afford to send you all those exciting notification letters in the mail. <laughs> yeah, please stop that. I thought I had full coverage. Not exactly. Think of coinsurance like two best friends sharing a pizza. And better eats 50% of the cut and leaves the rest for you. Sharing is caring. Put on the credit card. I'm going to have to sell my car. Splendid. Cycling is the member preferred method of travel. I don't even have a bike. Time to get one, Tim. Not only is cycling great for your health, it frees up cash for medical expenses. Here's your card back. I hope you die. Please go away. <laughs> okay, lady, I've paid my coinsurance and my deductible. We're done here. <laughs> Not quite. The remaining balance is $485.34. Healthcare is so broken. I'm not giving you another dime. I have student loans. I live in a crappy apartment. I drive a crappy car. And I work at Chili's. Oh, there, there, dear. No need to shout. Take a cookie and I'll tell you all about it. I'm not eating sugar right now. Oh, eat up. When I'm through with you, you'll be too broke to buy any food. Great. Which arbitrary medical payment do you represent? I'm Mother Copay. You owe me money every time you see a doctor, specialist, or require a prescription drug. I don't think I need insurance at all. Single payer sounds so much better than this. Lights up on three CEOs, Humana, Ambetter, and Blue Cross. Dear God, Humana, they're starting to figure it out. You're right, Blue Cross. Ambetter is ruining it for all of us. We better jack up the rates on poor people and minorities while we still have the chance. Yes, yes! (laughs) (laughs) That's really great. I think you're even nicer to the insurance companies than I would be, but... I love the way you explain that. They should show this in school. It's funny you say that because I've read this to people and they've actually learned something. <laughs> no, seriously. Because oh, like, the co-insurance, I was like, oh, as someone who has recently gotten an adult job, how your insurance and all this stuff works is like really unsettling and disappointing. And why are they taking this chunk of money out of my check when I still have to give you so much money? <laughs> I think it needs an Aflac doc. <laughs> yes. oh, that's TJ funny. could totally play him <laughs> Aflac Which is sort of the most useless one of them all Because Aflac basically just says Here's a few dollars towards whatever's wrong with you That's even less coverage than any of the other ones It's just like some money if you need it when you're sick I have the flu, can I have 20 bucks? <laughs> yes. Well, thank y'all That does it for this episode of The Funniest People I Know We broadcast on Saturdays at 1.30 p.m. on the Georgia Radio Reading Service, and the podcast is available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can ask Alexa to play The Funniest People I Know. Please, folks, help us spread the word, rate, review, and subscribe. 
Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Funniest People I Know or email funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Have yourselves a hilarious week. <laughs>